This week on WealthTrack, investment gems the market is overlooking. Small company stock pioneer Chuck Royce joins us for an exclusive interview next on Consuelo Mac WealthTrack. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hello and welcome to this edition of WealthTrack. I'm Consuelo Mack. Two investment tenets have been upended in recent years. One, that value stocks considered cheap by traditional metrics outperform growth stocks. The other, that small companies outperform large ones. Over the last decade, the opposite has been true. Whether you look at the last three, five, or ten-year periods, growth-oriented companies have far outdistanced valued ones. Over the last decade, the annualized total return, that's with dividends included, of the Russell 1000 growth index did 30% better than value with 15% annualized returns versus 12% for the Russell 1000 value index. The five and three year differences are even more dramatic with the growth index nearly 80% better, 13% annualized returns for growth versus 7% for value over five years and 18% for growth versus 10% for value over three years. The discrepancy between large cap and small cap is not as dramatic, but it is significant. There have been periods in the last 10 years when small companies held their own, but they didn't last. The numbers tell the real story. Large cap outperformed small cap by nearly 15% over the past decade, with over 13% annualized total returns versus nearly 12%. The gap is greater in the five- and three-year periods with nearly 40% superiority for large cap, 10.5% versus 7.5% for five years, and 14% versus 10% for three years. If you happen to be a value-oriented small-cap investor, it's been a tough combination, which is why now might be a good time to revisit the space. And who better to do it with than the man who pioneered the concept of small cap stocks as an asset class and as a decidedly value-oriented approach. He is Chuck Royce, founder, chairman, and portfolio manager of Royce & Associates, the investment advisor to the Royce Funds. He is lead portfolio manager of several funds, including his flagship Royce Pennsylvania Mutual Fund, which he has managed since 1972. Penn Mutual has outperformed its benchmark for multiple periods, including 1, 3, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, and 40 years with below average volatility. Royce is also lead manager of the Royce Premier Fund, a more concentrated portfolio, which has also outperformed its benchmark for multiple periods, again with below average volatility. The Royce Funds are a recent sponsor of WealthTrack, but Chuck Royce has been a regular guest since WealthTrack's inception because of his superb long-term track record. The last decade, however, has been challenging. Both funds lagged the market in the last five- and ten-year periods. I began the interview by asking Royce how he explains the fact that small-cap stocks have significantly lagged large-cap ones over the last decade. 
I think it's just part of the normal ebb and flow. I don't. I wouldn't put um, one particular reason. Interest rates have been coming down. I personally believe small caps do better in rising interest rates. And that is because why? Because in general, people associate small caps with domestic economic progress. So they they feel that if it feel, interest in rates general, are higher rates are better. That, Okay. And we've been in a mode here for the last year of declining rates. Right. However, I, I will say, so Royce is a bottom-up investment firm. So We, you, you we are an active manager. Right, an active manager. And, and kind of, you know. I'm proud, proud of, of that fact. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, 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 and you buy individual securities, you buy businesses is what, how you we, look at we it. We buy businesses right. in many cases to potentially own them for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason that I, I mention that is the fact that you're, you, know, you don't make traditionally like macro calls. However, the firm has taken a position that you do not think that we are going to have a recession anytime soon, that the economy seems to be slowing down, but you don't, you're not worried about a recession. Yes, you're absolutely right. We probably rely on our conversation with companies for their macro feeling, which is more important than our macro right. feeling. So... Yes, there is conversation now about is a recession coming, et cetera. We think it's misinterpreted. It's more a slowdown in growth. And that is a healthy and completely normal thing. So therefore, what does that mean for the performance of small cap, of domestic small cap companies? I think the outlook is fine from uh-huh. an economic standpoint, domestically. Yes. Now, are things slowing down? Absolutely. Are we, have we had a very long expansion? Absolutely. So there are, you know, there are things to be concerned about, but they're not major things. We are not going to have a financial crisis. We're not going to have a severe recession in any way. Good. And that's what you're hearing from companies. Absolutely. Okay. Another big trend going on that's been noticeable is that value stocks have underperformed growth stocks. How that, do you explain that? that Why is, is that sure. happening? That is for sure that's happened throughout this rise. Right. Um, value has underperformed. A couple of reasons. The returns have been so high, it would be typical to underperform. Returns have been very high. From the bottom to last year's high, Russell was compounding at 20%. Value, the value index was in the lower teens. Right. So, Yes, dramatic underperformance. Primarily, that's the primary reason, but there are many other reasons. With interest rates being low and now even going lower, that's allowed growth companies to have much higher multiples. You know, multiples are an important part of the market profile, mm-hmm. and multiples have expanded as rates come down. Also, a very normal correlation. So that's hurt the way you might value other things other than high growth. What is of interest to me is I'm wondering if we are in kind of a new world as far as financial metrics are concerned. The big, you know, the FANGs, for instance. I mean, these are big digitally oriented companies. And the way they do business, the way they, they expense business, the way they account for business is different than the traditional kind of industrial stocks, for instance. So is this a new world where we're going to see these big digital companies basically um, you know, dominate 
both the market cap and also just the their growth rates are just going to kind of wipe out anyone in comparison. Those fangs are wonderful, great companies. Right. They have succeeded in a new way. They are disruptors. They have high gross margins. What is interesting, though, if you compare a mega cap, one of those, to an industrial company, there's they're night and day mm-hmm. in the mega caps, they are expensing all of their growth engines as they move along. In an industrial company, you capitalize it. You make a decision to build a new factory. You build the factory. You capitalize it, and you depreciate it over 30 years. And the market has understood that, especially in a valuation sense. The market wants to use a price-to-book uh, metric. Right. That's the traditional right, That's traditional way approach. in value mm-hmm. investing, and right. that's been fine. There are less and less of those traditional companies. There is a focus now on, especially in the newer digital, on, on sales metrics, mm-hmm. which is okay. Ultimately, the purpose is to create, you know, spendable cash flow, free cash flow. So that still is highly relevant. But you have to dig a little deeper in these digital companies to see what the discretionary cash flow really is. Uh, And then you could compare it to an industrial company with discretionary cash flow. Price to book, though, is receding as a primary tool. There's no doubt about it. So what's the new primary tool for you at Royce as small cap value managers? We would always use free cash flow or discretionary cash flow as being the metric we want to we want to understand how it's created Mm -hmm. how much how durable that creation mechanism is we want to understand um, the sources of it Mm -hmm. is it luck is they just right place right time Um, do they have truly something original so we need to get to the bottom of that and that's what we do. When you're looking at, at small companies, for instance, how important is it that they've ad- adapted to this digital era? Is that, and, and are there companies that, you know, small cap companies that you could look at that are kind of, that's where the next Amazon would come from or mm-hmm. the next Facebook or whatever? There's a lot of younger type companies who right. are attempting their own disruption in some area. It could be business. It could be the consumer. And wow, it's difficult to make decisions early on. Or are they going to be successful? We do look at them, some of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're waiting for signs of maturity and success. Um, so we will watch quite a few of these. Absolutely. Right. Because th- that's another thing when you think about the small cap universe, people think that they're they're immature and um, and that they're you know that they're they're more their future is uncertain and but at Royce you really do pay a lot of attention to quality and the durability of the business models. Well, you're you're right, but small cap would include everything. So right. there are plenty of young and immature companies, and there are plenty of very very successful global high-quality companies that you'd be proud to own forever. Mm -hmm. And that's our goal is to locate those, especially at the inflection point when they're going from fragile to success. So we're looking for that positive rate of change. 
that can indicate a long runway. Um, now, easy to kind of say and harder to do. Let's address the quality, the quality sure. issue of just, you emphasize, especially in the Premier Fund, quality is really important. So when we're describing quality, what do you mean? We're, we're looking to document that these companies have unique characteristics that are sustainable. You know, the word, the current cliche word is moat, but we're looking for sustainable advantages and the ability to use their free cash flow back into the business for additional opportunities. So we're looking at that rare combination. It's easy to say quality. Everyone right. says right. everyone says they look for quality. That's would be a normal you would see that everywhere. And and of course we claim that, but the truth is it is very difficult to find those rare sustainable advantages in a company. How about giving us some examples <laughs> of maybe some of your, you know, one or two of your holdings that are in Premier that exemplify the kind of companies that Royce invests in? Sure. One is what is called an alternative manager, Ares, A-R-E-S. Mm -hmm. um, it is a very successful, um, essentially a partnership type structure focusing on credit. More recently, they and many of the other alternatives have switched to a C corporation, a mm -hmm. fully tax-paying setting. That has made an extraordinary difference in the acceptability of that stock, right. uh, not the company, but the stock, into passive indexes. That's just happened 10 minutes ago, and that will continue to have a big plus. We've been very happy with their growth. They have a series of virtually permanent capital vehicles, as do many of the other alternatives. So we've liked the alternatives. Mm -hmm. We've sort of been early with them, and we're staying with them. You mentioned that word index funds. <laughs> um, number one, does it make a difference if one of your companies isn't an index fund? Does that help I you? I hate to say it, but it does. Yeah, because of in liquidity the, and exposure. In the case of alternatives, they were not in at all. Right. So going from not in to in the club has made a big difference. Right. They just barely are in the club now. They're just now being considered to be in them. But the bigger ones, KKR, et cetera, are, you know, they will shortly be in the S&P. Give us another name. And again, Royce, you, you don't buy stocks per se. You buy, you look at businesses. You're, sure. You're buying a business into a business. A, a, a long-term favorite that we believe has lots of room here is Quaker Chemical. Quaker Chemical is a specialty chemical manufacturer that serves the sort of manufacturing steel automobile industry with highly customized chemicals to make their factories more efficient. And the world is worried about that end of the world slowing down, so right. there's that concern. They have tremendous overseas growth, and there's some concern about China, obviously. But this is a unique company that gains market share every year that has able to take, their customers are somewhat slower growth, but they find much higher growth ways of serving these customers. And we are very impressed, and the stock is well off its high. Now, this is something that's an interesting, because Royce also has, there are themes that you've identified as well, and certainly 
investing in companies that help other companies become more productive is absolutely a, a theme that you've found to be very attractive. Yes, right. We, we believe that technology slash um, improvements to basic businesses is an attractive theme. So Quaker is a good representation of that. So in, in past conversations, Chuck, one of the things that, uh, that you've talked about, one of the attractive aspects of small cap stocks is that they are also, they're innovators. And so explain some, maybe where you're finding some companies that are particularly innovative as Absolutely. well. We like either innovators per se right. or the companies that are beneficiary of innovation. Companies that have a substantial advantage from technology, an old favorite, Lincoln Electric. They are constantly innovating a very basic um, a very basic product, welding, mm -hmm. and they are extraordinarily innovative. Uh, another example in an, another way is a company that's highly innovative in the food service industry, uh, John Bean Technology, mm -hmm. JBT. It is a worldwide global innovator in, call it food technology, providing food machinery to the world. Mm. Emerging markets are growing rapidly, um, and they are innovators. You know, I, I mentioned before the uh, index, as far as a, a, a dirty word among active managers. So the index indexing phenomenon, and again, you and I have discussed this before, but I think it was 30% of the Russell 2000 companies don't have any earnings. So that, that was one reason that you said, why would you want to index? Mm -hmm. But, but how, are you competing? Because it certainly there has been a you know an outflow from active funds, including those at Royce, into passive index funds. I, I think there are times when active will do very well, and actually we're in those times now. Active management do best in kind of modest, median returns or lower returns. We're in a lower return environment now. This time last year, we had. The one-year averages were 25%. The five-year averages were in the teens. Everything has come down since. Right. The opposite is true now. The Russell's down on a one-year basis. The five-year is 7%. We've come way, way down. This is ideal for active management. Our funds are doing better in this kind of environment. Higher volatility is good for active managers. So we Lower returns, higher volatility, all good for active managers. And do you expect this kind of a, an environment to continue? However, I mean, when you, again, when you consider, you know, everyone describes this as a bull market. It's been a, a record-breaking bull market, but it's been a record-breaking bull market for a very, you know, for like one index, basically, or for mega caps or the S&P 500. But there have been, you know, big reversals for small caps, certainly in every other asset class as well. Sure, sure. I do think we're in a period of lower returns, and that will be sustained. Right. And that literally, if I had to look out three to five years, I think we're going to be mid-single digits, five, six percent, something like that, where equity returns will still still be worthwhile taking that risk, uh -huh. but much lower than they were for that that 10-year period from 09 to 19. Forget it. That's once in a 50-year period. Right. Um, so I think we're going back to normal periods where 
normal returns, active managers will do substantially better, and they already are. Where are you seeing the excessive pessimism that a value manager looks for, uh, for in opportunities in, small, in the small cap space? We look for pessimism in lots of ways. Mm-hmm. In an industry, you might have pessimism. Currently, the energy area is, you know, people are pessimistic. Right. I think the energy prices will normalize. We're not going to make a macro bet that it will be precisely go to, you know, 70 bucks or something, you know, tomorrow. But we look for high-quality companies that can do very well in pessimistic times, Mm -hmm. and that's how we address energy. We look for companies that had minor disappointments that are misinterpreted to be major disappointments by the market. Right. So that's a favorite theme of ours. We're looking for the stock that had a quarterly miss of 5%, and the stock went down 20%. Which is what happens. all the time. Right. So is is there an energy company or related company that you can think of that would that kind of fits that bill? Payson is a great example of that. Stock is way down from its highs, probably down a third from its highs a couple of years ago. It's a great long-term energy service company with fantastic technology and fantastic relationships. Uh, there is a, another aspect to small caps, which have always has always been an enhancer of returns, and that is the fact that small cap companies tend to get taken over. They get acquired. And i what is the, what's the situation now, the atmosphere for takeovers, for mergers and acquisitions for small caps? Great, great question. It is good, right? absolutely true that small caps benefit by takeovers. And we, are, we don't bet on that on a specific way, but it happens all the time. There isn't a year that we don't have a dozen or more significant takeovers. And this year would be Absolutely awesome. Right. Significant takeovers in your portfolio. And those... Yes. Right. Absolutely. And those takeovers, they get taken out at higher prices. Yes. They get taken out by either strategic buyers, private equity is very very active in the small cap world. Sometimes we're annoyed that the price isn't good enough, but, but takeover activity is a absolute permanent condition of small cap. Right. Another area that that Royce has been very involved in and has been very successful in is in international small caps, really an under-researched area. However, I will uh, mention that, you know, the markets, overseas markets have not done that well, and Europe, supposedly, much of it is going into a recession. So uh, what's the outlook for international small caps? I think it's the most interesting under, sort of, undervalued area out there in all of the asset classes. Mm -hmm. International small cap is just beginning to be a serious asset class. We were early on that, and we're very, very thrilled with the outcome. And you're right, the dollar's been strong throughout this period. Yet, these interesting small non-U.S. companies have continued to plow along. And that area, I think, deserves every investor's attention. And uh, I think th- it has a long runway. The last time you were on Wealth Track, you know, we always ask every guest for a one investment recommendation. And your one investment recommendation was indeed to invest in international small caps as an asset class. 
you clearly feel the same way today. What would your one investment recommendation be for us today? It would be the same, international small cap. Not only, you know, in mutual funds, but as an investment asset class, period. We will leave it there, Chuck Royce. Thank you so much Great. for joining us once again on WealthTrack. Wonderful. At the close of every wealth track, we try to give you one suggestion to help you build and protect your wealth over the long term. This week's action point is remember to rebalance into out-of-favor sectors. U.S. growth stocks, particularly mega-cap ones, have been dominating the markets and portfolios for years, particularly over the last decade. Their powerful performance means they have an outsized position in market indices and investor portfolios. On the contrary, out-of-favor groups like small caps, cyclical stocks, value in emerging markets have been beaten down and in some cases are selling at the lowest relative values to large-cap growth since the financial crisis. This divergence in valuations has created an opportunity not seen in years to take some profits from overvalued large-cap growth and add to these unpopular and undervalued sectors. Investors are already starting to make the switch, but it's not too late to take advantage. Next week, navigating the maze of Medicare benefits. You need to start much earlier than you realize. Medicare guru Dr. Katie Votava walks us through the absolute essentials. In the meantime, in this week's extra feature on our website, WealthTrack.com, Chuck Royce gives us his secret to accomplishing so much professionally, philanthropically, and personally. Please continue to connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and our YouTube channel. Thanks for taking the time out of your busy lives to spend time with us. Have a super weekend and make the week ahead a profitable and a productive one.